0: Hello, and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart.
1: Welcome to Core Sampler. My name is Derek Dysart, and in this episode, I kind of wanted to recap Uh, What came out of Psychore Symposium 2019? uh, As I record this, it's about a little bit over a week uh, since Symposium wrapped up, and um, kind of wanted to go over what I saw at Symposium. Um, kind of share a little bit of the information I had there and then potentially talk about what's, uh, what's the future for Sycor. Um I think the biggest thing that um, came out of Symposium right out of the gate, um, opening keynote by Mark Frost, um, Sitecore announced that they're going to be moving to a SaaS offering or they're going to have a SaaS offering. I think they were pretty clear of that. Um, the, the, the classic model they have now of, of an on-prem offering is, is going to be around for the, for the time being. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's big news. It remains to be seen what, what that entails. They kind of tempered expectations a little bit, um, you know, stating that it's, um, you know, they're going to only have some, some functionality to begin with, um, and then move on to, uh, build out more be interesting. Uh, I have a feeling internally at Sitecore, it's an interesting problem to solve. Um, how, are, how are we going to be able to run our software uh, on their services and so forth? But um, it remains to be seen. I think the time frame they announced was uh, summer of next year of having some sort of offering. Um, but as with all kind of software plans, I think we all know that, uh, nothing's set in stone and schedules do slip. So, but it's interesting for them to, uh, make the announcement there, um, that they're moving to this SaaS model. Um, I think, um, there's a lot of people kind of in the community that have seen this coming for a while. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, I think that the, the, the feedback was, was pretty decent. Um, a little muted at the, at the keynote. I think there was a couple of Cycore employees that expected a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more enthusiasm but i think as the as the week w- went on people were um people were, were seemed to be pretty excited about it um the other big announcement um was Sidecore announcing they are coming out with a machine learning model for personalization. I think they mentioned one of the key problems they have, and I've, I've heard this over and over as people implement Sidecore. Uh, they want to do personalization. They, they just don't know how. And, um, Getting to a point where that is uh, has been something that almost everybody I've talked to that's implemented PsyCore has wanted to be able to do that. Um, and so PsyCore announced their PsyCore AI uh, machine learning framework. Um, and I think a lot of people initially were like, well, didn't they announce that a while ago with with Cortex? And I think I will point back to the episode that I did with Sumith Damodaran, and Oves about um, the experience platform and what Cortex was. And Cortex was really just kind of a Cortex was a way to get data out of SciCore and into some sort of machine learning system, where this is going to be an actual machine learning offering that SciCore has that will kind of automatically do personalization. Again, the details, I, I didn't attend many of the sessions on it. Um, so I don't have the uh, exact details on how that was going to work. Um, but it seemed rather interesting. And I know it's its definitely needed. Um, many, many SciCore customers that I've that I've talked to and worked with over the years, you know, personalization was always a goal of theirs. And, um, I think this is probably going to go a long way to help people, uh, help people realize that goal. Those were the big announcements kicking off the show and the, um, or the, 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 symposium, uh, in the, in the two major keynotes, um, a personal note, one of the, one of the guest keynotes, uh, well, there, there was a, quite a few guests, but the one that I, I quite enjoyed having a, a background in photography was the keynote done by Planton. Um, he kind of talked about making human connections and the rapport you need to have to take uh, to, to, to make these amazing photographs. Uh, he's famous for photographing several world leaders, and it was uh, it was quite the engaging, uh, quite the engaging presentation. Um I've always been a big fan of his, and that was always fun to see. And I think it tied into with their overall um, – the overall kind of theme that seemed to be with Sitecore of you've got this great platform. Let's find a way to make a human connection through, through this digital platform. It's not just this cold website that offers up your information, but actually in connecting with your customers – um, I think that's, that's, most customers are expecting that in this day and age to have some way of where you're actually showing that you care about them. Um, and, um, his, his presentation was really good in terms of kind of talking about how he connected with a lot of these very, very powerful individuals that he only had literally minutes to seconds to to snap some photos of them, um, and shared quite a bit of his work. It was, it was a great presentation. Um, looking at some of the sessions I attended, um, the, the, kind of the first one out of the bat, um, and I think given some, some space to think about it, um, it's, it's not too surprising as Psychor looks to, into moving a SaaS, um, in having to manage that is Psychor, uh, is announcing well, they, they didn't really announce at Symposium. They announced earlier there was a knowledge base article posted to the SciCorps support site, uh, noting that they'll support running SciCorps inside of a container. Uh, and particularly Stephen Pope gave a great presentation on how to run SciCorps in Docker containers. Um, and I, I guess if you're not familiar with Docker, it's, I, the, the, I'm going to do it a gross simplification, but it's like running a virtual machine. But if you have several of these, you know, if you create a virtual machine that's running Windows, you've got everything to run Windows there. Um, you've got the network stack, you've got IIS and all that. Now, if you create another one, you've got a whole other duplicate set of that. Whereas it was Docker is really the container. It's only running the, the, the bits that you need inside there. Microsoft's done quite a bit to be able to run Windows in Docker containers um, and those containers running on the same physical machine or same virtual machine will, will share those components across those instances. So it's not, you don't have multiple, multiple versions of that. It's a, it's a great way for orchestrating these very small um, microservices, if you will, uh, that if you kind of look at the direction Cycor has been going since, Let's say even going back to version 8, you know, Sitecore, this large monolithic ASP.NET application, we look at Sitecore 9, they broke out analytics that runs in a separate process. They broke out marketing and automation that runs in a separate process. So they have all these other small processes out there running um, and now you can put those into containers. So Stephen Pope kind of highlighted a lot of the work that was done within the SciCorp community. SciCorp is hosting that on their own GitHub repository in the Docker images. Um, and he kind of went through a lot of the, the challenges of running SciCorp inside of a Docker container. So when you, when you create a container, um, everything that goes into that container is built at when, when, when it's constructed. Um, you can't install things into it, or if you do, and then you shut the container down when you start it back up, that's all gone. Um, so he talked about how that works and the the challenges you have. For example, how do you get your code into the container so that PsychWorks can run your your renderings, your uh, all your your custom code there um and through a series of different ways um the 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 code that's in this this GitHub repository and check the show notes for that has um some PowerShell scripts that will build the containers um and map certain directories on the host system that you're able to put your code in there's there's other challenges as how do you handle shared uh shared secrets such as connection strings and so forth um, it was a really great presentation. Um, and Stephen kind of outlined a lot of the, you know, where the community was not able to work around limitations with Psycor or where there's been difficulty, um, where Psycor themselves have kind of restructured the product to make it run in containers better. Um, and one can imagine as, as Sitecore is going to be running multiple, multiple instances in this, in this kind of SaaS offering. I, I have to believe that, um, there's uh, you know some self interest in making this thing work in a in a highly orchestrated containerized faction. So um, definitely, if you get a chance to uh, check out some of the information on it, um, there's some great blog posts that Stephen pointed towards, and I will. Um, there's a series by Mark Cassidy, uh, friend of the show, who. Way, way back, an episode, uh, Mark Cassidy was in instrumental in getting the site stack exchange running. Uh, he has a series of blog posts of getting started with Docker. And I, if you're a developer, what does that mean for me? Uh, I think it's that I looked at it as, especially if you're working on, so you're in an agency doing multiple implementations, or maybe you have, um, or you're, you're onboarding new developers. All of this stuff can be checked into source control and, uh, your entire environment can be spun up almost instantly um, and torn down. And then when it's done, you don't have 20 different Sitecore sites installed on your on your local system. These are all containers that aren't running anymore when you don't need them. You don't need to be doing your Sitecore work on your local workstation. All that container stuff's done and it's shut down. Um, additionally, the benefit is, is those, those instances are almost identical to the instances of Sitecore running in your upper level environments, whether that's test or whether that's production. Um, so you're, you're testing code on an identically configured system. So great stuff there. Uh, again, check out, uh, check out information from Stephen Pope. Uh, as well as the kind of the blog series from Mark Cassidy. It's a great place to get started. Mark kind of goes into enough detail as you uh, would need to get started and then kind of links off if you really want to get uh, deep on it. Looking at some of the other sessions I went to, um, I watched Corey Smith and Gary Wenneker demonstrate kind of a proof of concept of using Blazor. Um, combined with JSS to build Sitecore sites, so they built a layout engine that uses Microsoft's new technology Blazor, which is a compiled front-end um, front-end code that either runs server-side in, in a server process or runs on the client side via WebAssembly um, to produce output that's displayed in the browser. It was uh, quite fascinating. Blazor was not on my um, not on my radar at all, but definitely something I would check out. Um, on the tech track, I would say there was a there was a definitely an emphasis on DevOps and the tech keynote was actually given by Kelly Freeman, who's written DevOps for dummies. Um, Microsoft employee, very much in the DevOps community um, and it was a really good presentation, not very technical, but talked about DevOps as more of a cultural issue i mean there 's obviously technical issues of you know how do we how do we script the installs of of this and that and all that but it, it comes down to a um, it comes down to having a culture within the company that supports that and is supportive of engineers in order to make this stuff work. Uh, and dovetailing on that was an excellent presentation uh, by Joe Bissell. Um, and uh, coming up, I uh, was able to sit down with Joe. We'll uh, we'll have a full episode talking about DevOps and kind of that philosophy. Uh, so stay tuned to the feed um, as soon as I get that edited. We'll get that up. Um, Definitely uh, have you guys check that out. Um, the other interesting presentation was a presentation by two folks from Sitecore, a friend of the show, Nick Wesselman, who's been on a number of times, good friend of mine, uh, who's responsible for actually getting me into Sitecore. Um, he is, uh, the product manager for developer experience at Sitecore now and Derek Correa, who is with Sitecore's professional services kind of went over, um, some of the issues that, you know, it's been about three years now that Helix has been around, um, and some of the issues that are commonly seen with it as well as, um, prior to symposium kicking off, uh, a new kind of a new take on Helix was posted up to the Helix documentation site. Um, it was a really good presentation. Um, I guess stressing that Helix is not prescriptive in the way of most people saw it, uh, and, and saw it as a a way of you must build your website like this is more of kind of a um it's more of a way or a methodology or an architectural approach to structuring your sitecore solution and not so much you must structure your visual studio projects this way or that way and they actually pr- Presented a number of different ways that you can still kind of adhere to it, uh, as well as, uh, you know, and, and get that flavor of Helix, uh, as well as, you know, kind of do it your way. Um, they stressed that this, uh, this new kind of Nick referred to it as Helix 3.0, um, had a lot of community involvement. As a matter of fact, I will link to an excellent, excellent post by Dan Solovey that made it into the, um, an appendix of. Of the documents that kind of talks about why. Why why should you even care about Helix? And what are some of the principles behind it? Uh, especially good for, you know, a lot of times, a lot of developers may not be completely familiar with some of the patterns and practices that are kind of driving what what's there for Helix. Um, going down my list here of other things that were interesting. There was a great talk by Jeremy Davis on setting up solar. If you have set up solar, I would, I would guess there's a very high percentage that you've used a script from Jeremy's blog. Um, so Jeremy kind of talked about the ins and outs of solar, kind of, it was almost like a, a, a a or solar for site core developers. Most people, myself included, uh, resisted installing solar for the longest time until it became really the only indexing solution other than than Azure and as uh, as as with Joe I did sit down with Jeremy we talked a little bit about solar in that episode again will be coming to the feed so stay tuned there uh, I'm not I don't want to spoil too much of it but uh we we'll sit down with Jeremy Davis um and kind of talk about solar from uh a, a standpoint of the the sitecore developer um, so that's a, that's kind of a high level of what the sessions I attended and the stuff I saw there. It was a, it was a great, um, you know, beyond that, it's always great to see folks in the community. I appreciated every one of you that came up and said, you love the show. Um, uh, it's always great to hear that. I, I thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been a passion of mine since I launched it. And I think, I I think even in my first episode, I, it was, it's been a, it's something that had been in my head for a number of years. And I finally, uh, you know. Got the courage to do it and set it up and and, and launch it. So that's great. Um, you know, if you didn't get to go to Psychor or Symposium, um, you're not out of luck. Psychor actually just announced they're taking Symposium on the road. They're calling it the Psychor World Tour. Um, kicking off. Man, I want to say it's in November. Um, looks like they're kicking off in november uh november 19th in auckland um so as of this recording that's coming up in a number of days um and then going literally all over the world like auckland melbourne sydney singapore amsterdam they're going to detroit and chicago dallas houston uh, and europe they're going to frankfurt and zurich um so a lot of places around the world um is uh yeah i'll get a link to kind of the announcement on that into the show notes you can check that out and then if you uh heard all this great stuff they did announce this year um they're the dates for site course symposium 2020 is going to be october 26th through the 29th in chicago which is nice and local for me i uh live just a short short Hour and a half drive north of uh, Chicago in the Milwaukee area, so I will um, be looking forward to attending there. Um, again, um, check out the show notes again. to have a lot of links in this this episode in terms of where you can find more information on stuff. And again, if I saw you in symposium, it was great to uh, great to catch up and uh, and see you. It was I ran into so many folks uh, in this great great community, and thanks again for listening. And we'll talk to you next time.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There, you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm. That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.